Your mindset, your worldview, it all colors and shapes your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and your future. Find out today what future you have been creating for yourself and if you need to change your worldview to own, that's right, the future. Welcome to Own the Future, a podcast dialoguing with creatives and entrepreneurs to better understand who we are, the work that we do, and how we will shape and own the future. My name is Lucas Skrobot, SK Robot, and I am your host today. It is just me and you and whatever device you're tuning in on. I'm grateful that you are here with me today. Now, please, if this show is something that is adding value to your life, tap that little subscribe button while we discuss this simple topic that could very simply change the way you interact with the entire world around you. Now, we all view the world through some kind of lens or belief system. And by belief system, I'm not referring directly to religion. Now, religion or the lack thereof does greatly color what we believe. But that isn't the kind of belief that we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about what kinds of systems and processes of thoughts we adhere to that determines the way that we think, feel, and act. Simply put, what is your worldview? Now, this isn't a one and done topic. You can imagine that the way that you or I or anyone views the world, it isn't one dimensional. It's complex, multifaceted, and it isn't even congruent within itself. That is, more likely than not, we all probably have inconsistencies with how we view the world. It's highly complex. But today we're going to talk about one of those facets of our worldview. And the question is this, do you believe that you and I are playing a zero-sum game or do you believe that we're playing an infinite-sum game? So what is a zero and an infinite-sum game? The terms zero and infinite-sum game come from game theory. What's game theory? Game theory is a study of mathematical models of strategic interaction between rational decision makers. Game theory has its application in all fields of social science as well as logic and computer science. So what does that mean? It means that game theory is not just applied to games. It's not just applied to math or computer science or how to make a logical decision, but it's actually applied to social science and how we psychologically react and act in the world and what effects does that actually have on our life. The whole idea of game theory started back in 1713, but it didn't really become popular until about the 1940s. So that's a brief history, but what is important are these two terms, zero-sum game and infinite-sum game. A zero-sum game is a game where there is a set or finite amount of resources that can be won or lost. A simple example of a zero-sum game is poker. In poker, every person sits down at the table with a set amount of chips or resources. If the game starts with 100 chips, there will always be 100 chips on the table. 
the distribution of the chips may shift around the table until someone has all of them or they decide to end the game. But there will always and only be 100 chips. If I win 10 chips, it is because someone or multiple people lost those 10 chips. So for me, winning means that someone else has to lose and vice versa. That's a zero-sum game. Pretty simple. Now, in an infinite-sum game, there is an infinite number of resources. Now, unlike the zero-sum game where the only way I can win is if someone else loses, in an infinite-sum game, my winning is not dependent on someone else losing. So you losing 10 chips does not equal me winning 10 chips. Likewise, me winning 10 chips does not imply that you had to lose those 10 chips. They're independent from one another. In an infinite sum game, everyone can lose everything without anyone winning and everyone can win without anyone losing. For example, life and economics, I believe, is a infinite sum game. The resources are not limited. Now, of course, there are some resources in this world that are limited. Time, uh, non-renewable natural resources like oil. But at the end of the day, value can always be created and added into the system. Take a simple book, for example. When you hold a book in your hand, you are holding maybe a dollar or two of paper and ink, but you bought that book for 20 bucks. Why? Because the author created value. She or he took the time to think, write, organize, and deliver thoughts in written form to you. It may have taken the author two years of work, and she just exchanged it to you for $20. Now, that doesn't seem like a fair trade, but she can now sell that book a million times if she wanted and then make enough money to comfortably live for the rest of her life off of that two years of work. Now, you who bought the book, if it was a good book, you would have gained knowledge and value for that book. If you applied it to your life or business, there is potential that you could take that $20 investment where you pay $20 for two years of this author's work, which is a good deal for you, and you could turn it into a $200 million business if you were good and put in the hard work. You giving the author $20 in exchange for two years of the author's work didn't cause anyone to lose in this scenario. Value was exchanged, and in the end, both parties took out of the interaction more than they both put in. This is an infinite sum game. So, what does applied mathematics have anything to do with our worldview? How does your belief system, finite or infinite, practically affect your day-to-day life? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, what we believe, what we think, our thought life, the way we view the world affects the way we feel about ourselves, and that affects our actions. 
Our actions directly impacts how we relate and interact with the world around us, which will then reinforce our original belief or thought. This cycle of thought, feeling, action, thought, feeling, action, thought will continue until some outside force acts upon the system, interrupting the cycle. This idea, the cycle I just described, I didn't make it up. The idea comes out of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT. What is CBT? Well, in short, it's what I just described. It's a kind of psychotherapy that operates on the premise that your thoughts produce feelings, and your feelings produce actions, and your actions produce more thoughts, which in turn produces more feelings, and the cycle continues. To show you how this works, let's do a little exercise. We are going to start with a negative thought. This is what I want you to do. If you're able to, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're able to, close your eyes and think this thought. There isn't enough resources in the world. There's not enough food, not enough money, not enough time, not enough love. Think that thought for a minute. Tell yourself that story. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel a little anxious. Now, what was your physical response as you felt anxious? For me, I could actually physically feel my chest tightening a little and me start to hold my breath. Now, what was the very next thought that might have ran through your mind? For me, my next thought was, I hope my business doesn't all of a sudden dry up and I'm unable to pay my rent. As I start thinking that thought, I'm now feeling quite restless and a little overwhelmed with my life, which makes me want to stop everything I'm doing and somehow ensure that I'm going to have enough money over the next few months and I'm not going to, you know, die and get evicted. Now, before we all get taken out with a negative thought swirl, let's move on to a positive thought and see how that makes our body and our emotions react. So this is the positive thought that I want you to hold on to a moment and think. Here's a thought. There's an infinite amount of resources in the world. There's enough money, enough food, enough ideas, enough nurture, enough air, enough opportunities. Think that. Tell yourself that story for a moment. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel like everything is going to be okay. I'm going to be taken care of. When you feel that, what do you do with that? What's your body's physical reaction? For me, I I actually let out a physical sigh of relief. It's just like, oh. I'm going to be okay. And then the next thought that ran through my mind is, oh, that's right. I've been given more than enough, much, much more than enough. I am well taken care of. How does that make you feel? It made me feel grateful and thankful. And I actually started tearing up a little bit, feeling the relief from that anxiety and stress that we felt from the question before. My next thought for me was, 
I should be generous more to those around me. And the cycle continues. Now, before you turn off the podcast and think, well, you know, I'm going to try to sell you on some hocus pocus, the secret, think and it will come to you and I'll be a millionaire. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that the way that you view the world will determine the way that you act within the world. If you believe in a zero-sum game, when your friend Ahmed, who works in a completely different company, gets a raise or a promotion, subtly you'll believe that that's a raise or a promotion that you can't have. You will live life full of jealousy, envy, competition, rivalry, tearing down others, self-preservation, skepticism, distrust, strife, anger, complaining, comparison, essentially a life full of selfishness, a life full of fear. That's one path. Or if you have an infinite game mindset, when your colleague that works in the same field, that works in your same office, gets the raise and the promotion instead of you, you're able to celebrate their win. You're able to celebrate their promotion because you know that at the end of the day, their winning means that you have greater opportunity to advance and win yourself. That there's more opportunity and more need in the world for what you bring to the table than what you see right in front of you. Not to mention the fact that their promotion, that their success could ultimately lead to your breakthrough later on in your life. This kind of mindset leads to building one another up, encouragement, kindness, considering others better than ourselves, joy, peace, happiness, patience, generosity. Essentially, a life filled with love. And it is all because of what you believe and how you view the world. So what are you expecting to happen? What do you believe in? What do you have faith in? Now, I'm not talking about a religious faith, even though that does apply, but there's people who have no religion, but they still have a worldview and have a kind of faith or expectation of how the world around them works. And at the same time, I know people from all kinds of religious and spiritual backgrounds who are walking out and living out their religious faith, yet they have a zero-sum game mindset. And you can witness the negative effects on their life. So religious faith is not what we're referring to, to be clear. But ask yourself the question, what do you believe? How do you see the world? Are you like me? You know, I say that I view the world as an infinite sum game, and yet I catch my thoughts and my feelings and actions proving otherwise. You can't just claim you believe something or that you view the world in a certain way and make it true in your life. I know a lot of people who post stuff about kindness and love and equality, and intellectually, they buy in, I'm sure. But an intellectual understanding of life, or even this concept, won't change your cognitive thought process and behavior. Intellectually believing or accepting 
an idea doesn't change you. And at the end of the day, change and transformation is truly what we're after in our lives. We want transformation through our minds being renewed, through our thought patterns being altered, because that impacts the way that we live, act, and treat people. That transforms our emotional state. That has real ROI positive impact on life, not just money in the bank. So even though I claim and I can truthfully say that for most areas of my life, I not only believe in an infinite sum game, but I live that out congruently without having to even try. But I can see that there are days, days where I feel jealousy or envy, days where I feel anxious and low-level fears about the immediate future. And when those days happen, I realize that I'm not there yet. I realize that there are deeper areas of my life, my heart, and my worldview that still need to be transformed and changed from the inside. I can't just do that intellectually. I begin to realize that, hmm, well, Lucas, when it comes to this topic or this area, you actually don't fully believe that your friends winning means that you will win too. Or, well, Lucas, actually, you're afraid. Afraid that you won't get credit. Afraid that you'll end up with nothing. Why? Well, because it has, quote unquote, happened before, right? That's what people will say. Well, you know, it's happened to me before where I've worked and I've served others' dreams. In the end, I felt like I was lost and betrayed and taken advantage of and got the short end of the stick and I was treated wrongly. Sure, great, but do you want to know the truth? The truth, the truth is that I feel those ways much like other people feel those ways because in those interactions, in those areas of life, I believed I was playing a zero-sum game. So when I walked away from those business relationships, I felt as if I lost and they won not seeing or realizing that they gave me something along the way, not realizing that they invested into their relationship as well, not realizing that all of the small things I learned along the way was actually worth more than a title, position, or dollar. They may not have given me something that I was expecting, but value was added to my life. So if you want to message me and tell me that there are bad people in the world that want to rip you off, well, duh, of course there are. Of course there are people who believe in a zero-sum game. And because of that, the only way they can see and feel like they've won is if you have lost. That's what the whole episode is about, isn't it? The game is only a zero-sum game if you believe it is. It is only a zero-sum game if you're playing the game like it's a zero-sum game. But the truth is, the game isn't a zero-sum game. It's infinite. Now, before we close, I have a couple practical takeaways. So remember, your thoughts, they matter. The game you think, the one that you really subconsciously believe, that you're playing, it matters. Because your thoughts are like seeds. They start small, 
the thoughts planted in your mind, but over time, they grow entire root systems in your mind and in your life. These seeds turn into trees, and some trees have thorns and poisonous berries, and other trees produce shade for people to rest in and amazing fruit. So ask yourself today, what seeds have previously been planted in your life? What trees are full-grown right now in your mind? Are there trees that you need to stop watering and start taking an axe to? And are there seeds that you need to begin to plant? The next time that you feel these feelings of fear, anxiety, jealousy, envy, bitterness, anger stirring up within you, try to stop yourself. Stop and look into your thoughts, your emotions, and ask yourself why you're feeling these emotions, why you're acting selfishly or with self-preservation rather than generously with vulnerability. Stop and ask yourself about the story that you are believing. So tell me, how do you view the world? Thank you for listening to this episode. I know that we went deep today. And if you have any questions about this episode, find me on Instagram, Lucas Scrobot, SK Robot, and I will answer them on the next episode. But remember, if you can change the way that you view the world around you, you can own the future.